Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we were learning how as Christians we are priests of God and that as priests we should exercise our office with our whole heart, making sure that we are spiritually clean. Let's continue with that subject today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Now, if you are saved, you are a priest of God. Therefore, do your office with your whole heart. He speaks of the heart here in verse 22, being sprinkled from an evil conscience and the body washed with pure water. The evil conscience here is speaking of evil in a moral or spiritual sense. The Old Testament priest would sprinkle blood for himself and then wash his body before making an appearance in the holy place. Well, the sprinkling of blood was a type of a cleansing of the heart by the blood of Jesus Christ dealing with the inner man. Make sure you keep your inner man clean each day. Stay fessed up, as some of the folks back in the country like to say. Having therefore, 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, These promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That idea of perfecting is maturing or growing in holiness. You see, the washing of our bodies with the pure water was the cleansing of our outward life before man. Being separate from worldliness, being separated from the things of this world. The pure water represents also the word of God. Separation should be taught concerning doctrine and worldliness. Why? Because it affects our power in prayer. So my friend, make sure, make sure that you're living a holy, separated life, separated unto God and separated from the world. Now that takes us back to full assurance of faith. Faith must have solid ground. The priest washed with pure water, that outward man. However, we need to see that he sprinkled blood for the inward man. Now, why did they do it? Well, first of all, it was the instruction of the Word of God. Okay, Our faith needs to be founded upon the Word of God. Romans ten seventeen lets us know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we see that the blood 
was sprinkled to cleanse the inner man because the life is in the blood and our life is in the blood of Christ. But the outward man, shown by the word of God's, the pure water, also is important that we're living by the commands and direction of this, his book. So we need faith in the fact that he has opened this new and living way for us. And having that faith, we come boldly, that is, we come frankly, as we know his word, in order to ask his grace for our petitions. As you grow to know his word, you learn how to pray what you should or should not ask. If it is love for God we have that is a true heart, then those petitions, which may call for miracles, but are based on the fact that our hearts are close to God through the word and through obedience, we are asking then within his will, knowing that it's the basis for a strengthened relationship with him, we ask, even if it seems to be of a miraculous nature, because we know it fits in with the word and the will and the call of God on our life. By the way, study so much in the word of God and talk with God, walk with God and obey God so much that you'll know the voice of God in your heart each time that voice speaks to your heart. Now, I'm not talking about an audible voice that you hear with the ear. I'm talking about the voice with the heart, the spirit of man. And you study the word. You know it. And then you talk with him each and every day and allow him to talk to you through his word. Remember, in prayer, have a scriptural reason or know scripturally that what you are asking is not against the word of God, that it is not fleshly and that it is not evil. In Psalms 145, verse 17, it says, The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. So his leading will never contradict righteousness and holiness in his ways and works. And one of the true tests to know if something that has been laid on your heart is God's will is to make sure it lines up with the righteousness and the holiness of God. If it doesn't, then know that there is a deceiver, the devil, who's trying to deceive you. And that takes us to verses 23 through 25. We have optimism to go on and do what we are supposed to do. First, We are to hold fast the profession of our faith. Look at verse 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to waver, because if it's a promise of God, his promises are sure, my friend. The term hold fast has the idea of 
continual, not letting go, a firm hold. It actually means to hold down without wavering to the right hand or to the left. And what are we to hold fast? The profession of our faith. Now as we look there at the word profession, it's it's interesting. It is used in the absolute sense, having the idea of a confession of Christ and to Christ. In the Greek Septuagint of that day, the Greek word was used as a vow. Making a profession was making a vow. And so he's being told to hold fast to this vow, a strong spiritual grip. And by the way, let me just add that this. Many times you'll see people lift their hand in a church service as somebody sings or preachers preaching. They just, they like something the preacher said or somebody sang and they lift their hand up in the sky. Some may even lift two hands. And you say, what does that mean? Does that mean amen or boy, that was a good one? Uh, what does that mean? Well, throughout the time, when you look in the Bible, as well as you look in our American courts, what are we doing in the American court? We bring up a witness. And he puts a hand on the Bible and he lifts his right hand. And what does he do? Solemnly swears to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. But he's making a promise to tell the truth. And he's holding his hand up to it to suffer the consequences if he doesn't. In the Bible days, we see them holding up hands. It was the idea of making a vow. They did that when you see the angel, for example, with both hands lifted up in in Revelation 10. That's a vow unto God. You're saying, now, what what are you getting at, Pastor? I'm just saying that, no, it's not wrong to lift the hand in church. But just understand you're making a vow to God. And so don't be foolish. As Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 4 through 6, let us know. Defer not to pay a vow. So the preacher's saying, Yeah, I want God to make a witness out of all of us. You say, Amen, and you raise your hand. You've just vowed to God that you're going to be a witness. Now, that's a good vow to make. Preacher stands up there and says, Each of you should need to get $1,000, however you can, and give to the church. And you say, Yes, Lord, praise God. That's what ought to happen. You raise your hand. You just vowed to give $1,000 to the church. He said, Well, that's not what I meant. No, but that's what your action showed. So, so my friend, make sure, make sure that when you're doing something like that, it's not for show because it does have a meaning to it. And I think the Lord will call many into account for this. Now we go on. The Greek word here for faith denotes hope. And desire. That is hope and desire of good with expectation of obtaining it. Why? Because he, the Lord Jesus Christ, is faithful that promised. Now, faith is used here because it has the idea of security and confidence. 
In other words, don't lead the life of commitment to Christ. We have a sure hope and promise because Jesus Christ, who made the promise, is both sure and faithful. That takes us to without wavering. That has the idea by context of not going back to the former ways, which here is speaking of Judaism. They were not to lean back to that old way. Christians are to endure without wavering. You know, this 21st century in which we live is filled with quitters. A person doesn't like their marriage, they quit. They sign a contract, but then they see a better opportunity elsewhere, they break it. They join a church and get their feelings hurt, they quit. And whether it's a marriage, a job, or church, it seems like the word of people means very little anymore. It seems rarely that you'll find a person that their word is their bond. And yet, that ought to be true of every Christian, that their word is their bond. Now, the exhortation is to endure because we are assured of the faithfulness of the one who gave the promises concerning his son. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, Send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www centralbaptistocala.org Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue O-C-A-L-A Florida 34471 And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.